fantasy playoffs are here, and hopefully one or two things that Mario and I have, Mario and I have said have helped you out. Welcome to another episode of the Cubulus Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Cal Nusslager, joined as always by Mario Adamo Jr. Mario, please tell me you've had better luck in terms of getting the playoffs than I did this year. Oh my goodness. I'm happy to say that uh, the fuckest up is and off to grandma, which are my two team names. We're looking good. We're looking good to defend our crown off to grandma going to for their three peat actually. So that would be a beauty. And then my hometown league, uh, we actually just barely won this past week. No thanks to either Swift or Jamal Williams. Um, but we got it done. We got it done. So, and no thanks to Mark Andrews either. But I mean, I, we have a laundry list of why we're doing, of people we're doing this in spite of and not for. Um, but all that to say, we're in. We're in, baby. So <laughs> that's that- it. Anything can happen these next couple weeks. Exactly, and that's what we're trying to hear, help you to do. We're going to steer you through these next couple of weeks, help you bring home that coveted fantasy football title. But the good news, there's no buys this week. We're going to start the playoffs. There's no buys. We're on a complete fresh new slate. And as a reminder, there are also three games being played on Saturday. So make sure you get those lineups set even a little earlier this week. It's the usual Thursday night game. And then three Saturday games to go along with your usual Sunday and Monday slate. So lots of exciting names. A lot's going on. We're recording this in the beginning of Monday Night Football game. And by now, you know the result. But Kyler Murray just went down. So that's even an interesting uh, wrinkle to start the show off. But I don't want to waste any time. You don't want to waste any time. It's fantasy playoff time. So here we go. Let's get right into these uh, top targets. And we'll start at the running back position Mario, kick it off. Where are you looking at on your wire this week? Yeah, of course. And I know, like you already mentioned, but of course, there's no buys this week. Uh, but I feel like this point in the playoff, in the fantasy season, we're kind of looking for these diamonds in the roughs. We're trying to find, you know, like the Amon Rossi Brown of this year, mm-hmm. trying to find the Christian Watson of the playoffs, so to speak. So the first person I'm looking at running back wise is Gus Edwards. He's rostered about 49% Yahoo, 38% on ESPN. Last week, he had a 37% snap count. You love to see that. Uh, with the two injuries at quarterback over in Baltimore with Lamar, who is the main, uh, I'm going to say the rushing bell cow over there. Uh, and then Huntley also went down last week. So I have to think with the injuries to the quarterbacks, they may lean a little more heavily on the running game, getting Gus involved. They're kind of like a 1A, 1B situation in Baltimore. But I'm liking Gus Edwards. He had 66 yards last last week. That was his highest of the year. Uh, so I'm kind of hoping he carries that momentum going forward. Yeah, the running back situation in Baltimore, it's always the in- intriguing one. We saw J.K. Dobbins break off that long run against Pittsburgh. But even people on Twitter were noticing he does not look fully right. And I'm not going to predict another injury. If he's out there, it's still going to be a 50-50 timeshare while Dobbins still led in snap share. Gus Edwards actually got more rushes when he was on the field in terms of rush per rush, uh rush per snap so it's pretty clearly the usual 50 50 split neither of them got a target so i think gus edwards is a, a fine play and especially to have on your roster because of the uh, the many injuries that happened to baltimore you never know how healthy jk dobbins is if he finds his way out there jk dobbins has that potential to be that sort of league winner you look for in terms of being the lead running back on a very very rush heavy baltimore baltimore team mm-hmm and then uh, just last thing, I will say, yeah, I do make a good point about how neither of them got any targets. So I'll say they maybe get a little more of a bump in the standard, the zero PPR, or even half PPR versus the full point, just because of that lack of yes. targets. I would agree with you over there. I think that's a really good point. I'll move over to the next name that I want to that I want to bring up, and it's Chuba Hubbard. I think with Carolina of how they've been playing, it's 
we got pulled off that nice win against Seattle. And we're starting to see another similar situation. Chuba Hubbard has a 15% target share of his past week. He split snaps with Foreman. Whilst Foreman was still the lead snap percentage, probably, their rush percentage was pretty close as well. Hubbard finished last week with uh, 14 carries, 74 yards, and a touchdown. If it gets to that 50-50 split with a Carolina team that's starting to play a little bit better, starting to find their somewhat rhythm without with Sam Darnold under center, they lost DJ Moore to, due to injury, so we'll see how severe, severe that is. But if he's hurt, they may go lean even more on the on the run game. And that's a, a lot to like there. He played the Steelers this week, and that's a tough run defense. But I think that 50-50 split, Chuba Hubbard, he's starting to work his way back into the lineup. And you know, it's starting to become that split where you want to have both of them and hopefully just pick the right one at this point. 100% agree about that. It's kind of funny these first two guys we're talking about are both in like that 50-50 split and you're just hoping you get the guy, the healthy one really. Because mm-hmm. um, we don't want to speculate about Dobbins and then same thing here with Chuba Hubbard. We aren't too sure at this point in the week what Foreman's health is going to look like, but definitely keep an eye on it. And I would even just use my waiver pickup on Hubbard uh, just as the precautionary, right? I mean, like at this point, you definitely have someone on your bench that is worth less than the potential of a top running back on a team that's making a push towards the playoffs, which is crazy to say, but the Panthers are kind of contending for that NFC South right now. Um, And last thing is you mentioned their week 15 matchup, pretty tough against Pittsburgh week 16. They're going against Detroit who has just been in shootouts every game this season. So I like that matchup in week 16. Yeah, I completely agree. At any point you play Detroit in your fantasy playoffs, you're going to enjoy it. So I think that (laughs) there's a lot to, a lot to like there. Any other names in terms of the running backs? Like we said, this week wasn't the another one of those where we have the, like the breakout sort of high-end player, but there's still plenty of names. Is there anybody else you're kind of looking at going into this week? For running backs, that's about it, and it is kind of crazy. You know, Again, both guys in a little bit of a timeshare, but that's what you're looking for at this point, right? You're kind of just looking to take that gamble. If you have like maybe a questionable flex, maybe you have someone like a Swift, or just like someone else in that kind of realm where it's like, ooh, I don't know, like maybe I'll take this hot hand versus someone that's been a little shaky. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Look out for AJ's waiver wire article. He has actually a name that he's thrown on the show doc that I'll just mention as a keep an eye on candidate. It's Marlon Mack. He last week he was the most effective running back. Only three carries for fifteen yards, but as he gets activated, he got into the end zone for the first for the first time on a 62, 62 yards receiving and a touchdown. So he's he's getting involved. And while he still was behind Latavis Murray in terms of snap percentage, rushing all of those numbers, if it gets in that 50-50, we've seen Denver support multiple running backs. And I think they have the, you know, I can't believe I'm saying it, but Marlon Mack may have some sort of a fantasy relevance down the stretch. So name the monitor, probably not starting at this point, but keep an eye out for him as well. Definitely. So we'll move over to the wide receiver position. And I think this is where we start to find some of the more, I guess, names you're kind of a bit more excited. Some of these guys we've mentioned throughout these past couple of weeks, but their names continue remembering. So Mario, who's your number one in terms of uh, wide receivers moving forward? 
Yeah, so my number one wide receiver I'm looking at is Elijah Moore of the Jets, 27% rostered in Yahoo, 33% in ESPN. He has actually has just shy of a 10%, 9.6% target share with Mike White under center. We saw Mike White get a little banged up this week, so again, monitor his health, but he just kept coming back in. I think he was quoted saying that they'd have to scrape him off the field, so you kind of love that energy from Mike White. Elijah mm-hmm. Moore had 10 targets last week, six in the week before that. And we talked about, uh, you mentioned it, where anytime your team is going up against Detroit, you love to see that. Well, week 15, the Jets are facing Detroit at home, followed by playing Jacksonville, another one of those teams that kind of surprisingly has been getting into shootouts these last couple of weeks. So I'm really high on Elijah Moore to potentially be this year's Amon Ross St. Brown. He had the highest target share in terms of Jet receivers. And yes, we expect... Garrett Wilson be the better receiver throughout the season. No one's saying that Elijah Moore is going to be better than Garrett Wilson. But as long as Mike White's still throwing the football, if you can find another weapon for the Jets as they continue to try and figure out that running back position, I think Elijah Moore has a lot upside, especially in these two matchups coming up. You can throw him in your flex at this point. We finally got to that point, and I'm I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm definitely enjoying liking what I'm seeing out of him. Yes, and he, I'll say his last touchdown, also, he the last two games the Jets have been on the road, his last touchdown came week 12, which was a home game, so just going off of the statistics, is he's due for a touchdown upcoming in these home games, so you heard it here first, yep. at that prime. I like I like that call. I like that call. So who's up Who's up next in terms of uh, receivers? I know you have a couple different ones than what we have on the show, Doc, so I'll let you get to the, the next one yeah. as well. So my next one that I'm liking, uh, I mentioned this team earlier. Um, I mentioned how this team is down two quarterbacks, uh, but I'm going to go to their wide receivers. I'm going to say Demarcus Robinson um, I'm liking is just another stash. I like Elijah Moore the most, but Demarcus Robinson is another one I'm a fan of. He is coming off of six targets last week, eight targets the week before, four targets, a little bit of a dud in week 12, but then nine again in 11, in week 11. So overall, I like to see these target numbers. Um and I'll say, yeah, he caught five of six targets last week for 52 yards against the Steelers. He led the team in receiving. Granted, those Ravens only attempted 17 passes. It just kind of seems like he's being the guy in the plays. They're keeping the plays simple when you have the third-string quarterback coming in. It seems like they're just highlighting Demarcus Robinson as the guy. This one, I feel like I'm a little bit more desperate if I'm taking a shot on. But, again, if you're in a deeper league and you just need somebody, maybe Debo went down for you, so you're just kind of looking for a filler, looking for an option. Demarcus Robinson is someone I might throw a dart at in a deeper league. Yeah, you talked about a target share. The three of the last four weeks, he's had six or more targets. He plays the Cleveland Browns this coming week, which is a matchup you could take advantage of. While the run game, of course, still leads, Lamar could be back this week. And obviously, if you have... Lamar, it's definitely a much more efficient offense than Tyler Huntley back there. So I don't know if I can fully trust starting him right away, but no, and a number one receiver anywhere is worth rostering. And at this point, we don't know who that is. We thought it might be Duvernay. That's kind of shipped his sale to Sean Jackson. Yeah, it's to Sean Jackson. So <laughs> I think Demarcus Robinson has some appeal that you, you know, we might be might be looking forward to at this point in the uh, in the off in the season. Keep an eye out, and again, like I feel like you're at the point in the season where you have someone on your bench, and you're just like, "Listen, I know I'm not starting you. I know enough. I've seen enough of yep. what you are. If I just need a dart throw on the bench, why not Demarcus Robinson?" Yeah, I, I think there's a lot, a lot upside there. We've seen him have the elite numbers with uh, 
Patrick Mahomes weeks after weeks at some point. But now he's over in Baltimore. We know where he's going to get. So I'll talk about, uh, I'm going to move over to Detroit and go to the next guy who I want to talk mention. That's DJ Chark. We've mentioned him in the past, but tough matchup against the Jets this week. But three straight weeks now of increasing target share. He's had five, six, and now seven, two out of the last three weeks. Touchdown, two straight weeks of 90 or more receiving yards. You talk about the Lions being in shootouts, and they're going to continue to throw the football. They're going to continue to have an offense that you like going for. And if they're going to shut down a player, you might not fully shut out Amon Ross St. Brown, but DJ Shark has been that number two receiver that we've kind of been waiting for, number two weapon in terms of that passing attack. And I think there's a lot to like for him moving forward. He talked about kind of the, uh, the schedule they have at this point. It's intriguing. We saw Jamison Williams catch that first career touchdown, and he'll still continue to get more involved, but I think there's still plenty to like with him after this week against the uh, the Jets. They have the Panthers in Week 16, which is a matchup you want to take advantage of. And then Week 17, they play the Chicago Bears. Not exactly a world beater in terms of defense, so I think DJ Shark has that uh, something you could, you'll could you be like at this point, and I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I, I, DJ Chark, I'll say, little egg on my face because I covered the start sit for the Lions Vikings game and I was not too high on DJ Chark. So to see him go off for the 21 points for the 94 yards and the touchdown stings a little bit, but happy for him and happy for everyone that didn't take my advice there. Yes, I've, I've lived on a, <laughs> not taking your advice. It's, Somewhat worked out at this point. So, but no, <laughs> yeah, I think that I've kind of been in on DJ Shark at this point. And now it's finally coming to fruition in that schedule. It's something that we should, uh, we should like moving forward. Any other receivers that you that intrigue you? I know we have a couple other names that have you know been floating around the fantasy sphere. Anybody else you want to mention? To one person, this is just off the cuff. Um, and I feel like we've mentioned in the past just like. Any, it's a different Giants ball catcher every week, but Richie James got a lot of good looks last week. I know the Giants just kind of got blown out early, uh, down 21 to nothing very quickly in the game. So I'll say the whole playbook kind of got thrown out the window, but Richie James seems like he was getting a majority of the targets. I think he actually led them in, um, in receptions. I don't have the numbers in front of me at the moment, but Richie James is just like another absolute dart throw if I'm just in a deeper league and I have just like an open roster spot, right? Like maybe you had a backup, you mm-hmm. know, there were a lot of teams on buys this week. So maybe like you're Justin Fields, for example, and I can drop whoever was filling in for him. Um, an absolute dart throw, Richie James. And for me to wrap up before we move, it's going to be the weekly reminder to go get Zay Jones. He's kind of on that borderline in terms of roster percentage. He's 60% rostered on ESPN. So he's not as available, but even with a tough schedule, he's still very involved. Last week, 12 targets, 77 yards, touchdown. He has a tough schedule. It's not going to be easy. He's got Dallas and the Jets the next two weeks. Both matchups Ooh. you don't really want to face. But though it's a doubt if they're going to have to be in shootouts, you're saying. So even in those tough matchups, he's coming through. I think Zay Jones could be. I won't say Amon Ross St. Brown because of the matchups, but I think Zay Jones has this potential to be someone you look at. And it's like, thank God I have Zay Jones on my roster. So well, I'm, I'll put him at the end because he is above the threshold we usually go to for waiver wire ads. But it's just a reminder, too, if he's out there, the volume is getting too much to ignore at this point. Even after the one week I start him, he puts up a dud against Detroit. I think you can <laughs> you can tr- you can trust him moving forward. 
Yeah, absolutely agree on the Zay Jones. We, he's someone I feel like we've talked about several weeks. Yep. More more often than not, we mentioned Zay Jones. And just looking at his weekly finishes these last three weeks, 7, 78, there's the dud, and then 4. So 2 out of 3, he finished top 7. You just love that. The, the matchups scare you a little bit. Maybe you're just hoping that Christian Kirk, the, the receiver that got paid, is the one that's going to garner all the shadows. Because I feel like both mm-hmm. of these teams, Dallas and Jets, you kind of think of them having their star cornerback uh whether it's Diggs, whether it's sauce so you're maybe kind of hoping that the number two gets a bump there yes i would completely completely agree with you there something we'll though over- oh, oh actually here's yeah, here's please. a great thing is uh week 17 if you make it to the finals with zay jones you're playing at houston which sounds like a juicy matchup but houston actually hasn't allowed a wide receiver one since week one uh so they're surprisingly good against wide receivers so it's just a little yeah. little nugget there yeah, because they're down by so much by the end of it, where it's like, okay, we're done. We don't need to throw the ball anymore. Let's just, uh, <laughs> but no, in all serious, keep monitoring it. I think you're at the point where you probably ha- he'll he's a good flex at this point, and you may have receivers you like over him, but the volume, like you said, it's it's king, and it's become way too much to ignore. So we'll move over to the streaming candidates for this coming week, and we'll start as we always do with the tight end position. And I think this week has a little bit more interest to me there's a couple names that i am starting to you know that are piquing my interest at the point so we'll start with you who who is your top uh, tight end streamer for this coming week yeah so my number one tight end streamer is the titans tight end okonkwa he is rostered in 14 percent of yahoo leagues about four percent of espn leagues i say he's gotten five plus targets in the last three weeks um i covered the titans at eagles game in week 13 and i'll say that he actually led all players uh, for the Titans in receiving yards. He seemed to be the main guy. And last week against Jacksonville, caught all six of his targets for uh, granted only uh, 45 yards, but he did get the touchdown. Good enough for wide rec- for tight end number three on the week. And the week before that, again, he led the Titans in receiving yards, finished his tight end eight on the week. So two straight weeks of a top eight finish. It seems like he's just the one getting involved, especially with the Burks injury. I'll say maybe when Burks is healthy, Conquo gets a little bit of a bump down. But in the meantime, you know, d- tight end is just an absolute dart throw anyways. So why not take a shot on Conquo? You want to take any shot at trying to pronounce his first name? Because oh, I don't want to. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Chigonzum. I, I, I apologize. I butchered it, but yeah. that's my best attempt. <laughs> yeah, I, I would, you know, apologies to him. But yeah, the, the volume is getting there. He's like I said, the target is in- it's very exciting. Tennessee is kind of that team where you know they're going to be throwing it a bit more than they probably should. And I know we I was talking about Austin Hooper as someone I liked a few weeks ago. He's been take, taking over. Conquo has become the more prominent guy in the passing game. So I think there is to like there. Like you said, you, you stream him until uh, Traylon Burks comes back. Once Burks comes back... It's going to be tough, mm-hmm. but this coming week against the Los Angeles Chargers, yes, yeah, sign me up for that. The Chargers are not a defense that scares me for any players, let alone the tight end position. So I'm all in on uh, Okonkwo this week. He's definitely my uh, my top priority in terms of uh, in terms of streaming. Mm-hmm. But in case you can't get Okonkwo, uh, there is a name that I'm a little bit more, you know, I am interested in at this point. You've mentioned him in the past, so I guess I'll give you some sort of a, some sort of props, but <laughs> Juwan Johnson for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, these past couple of weeks, he's like I said, he continues to be more involved. Just take what you've said about him in the past. 
another one where he continues to get more work. He plays the Atlanta Falcons, a matchup that we all know you want to take advantage of two of the past weeks before being out last week against in his last matchup. Uh, he's had two touchdowns of late. It's a matchup you take advantage of. It's a t- guy who's getting red zone looks against a bad defense. Sign me up for that. I think Juwan Johnson, as long as he's out there, has a uh, has the potential to be a really a really a good play this week. I would definitely take a Conquo over him, but if you can't get him, I think Juwan Johnson's someone to to look at. I love the Juwan Johnson. You're right, like we talked about in the past, but he's had um, weeks just going from week seven to week eleven. He actually has five, uh, yeah, five touchdowns in that stretch, averaging one a game. I mean, in in that week, he finished top eight four out of the five weeks. You know, the one he didn't get the touchdown, he didn't finish in the top, and it's just. Just a little anecdote about him. I'll say someone in one of my home leagues, like, you know, he auto drafts and he had the two tight ends. And of course, the Ooh. second tight end was Juwan Johnson. So he's had him all season. And now, like, just as the playoffs begin, it's like he's firing him up. And it's just like, of course, you know, I can't even listen to my own advice and go and get mm-hmm. him because auto draft. There's <laughs> always that one guy who auto drafts. We have one in our one of my home leagues who auto drafted. And of course he is had the second best record. I think they auto drafted him to oh, uh, <laughs> Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I'm like, are you kidding me? So he's yeah. right now on his way to possibly a championship <laughs> berth. And it's just, it just frustrates me, but oh enough gosh. about my misery. Let's go on to the quarterback position. We're again, you know, like I said, we're back up to the full slate of games. So you're not as desperate from a streamer. I don't think this match this week has the, you know, the, the options out there that I'm jumping on to get. But if you do need to get a streamer, if you have had Kyler Murray and he's hurt at this point, we don't know obviously where he's at. But if he has to miss time, if you've been playing Lamar Jackson and he doesn't play, you might need someone to stream. So if you're looking for someone out there, where's where are you looking this week? Yeah, I'm looking and they may, this may be the obvious one, but sometimes, I mean, like a spade's a spade and you take the chalk. It's, it's Brock Purdy. Uh, I mean, he looked good. He looked Purdy against Tampa Bay this past week. Uh, granted, maybe it was a little bit boosted because he did have that rushing touchdown. But besides that, he still had two passing touchdowns. He looked good, completed 16 out of 21 attempts for uh, just shy of 200 yards. So not big volume-wise, but he gets the touchdowns, right? Like, you think of that offense. You think of all of the, the passing that's going to happen to Brandon Ayuk, to CMC. Like, they're just that kind of high-powering offense. So you want the guy that's going to be dishing out the touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to be starting him in a league that I have Lamar and it's a pretty deep league. So uh, there just isn't a lot of options. So Brock Purdy is actually going to be my number one target going that week because I had Huntley as the backup and yeah, that's not looking good for this week either. So it's crazy how things have worked out. Like say monitor Tyler Huntley's uh, status the rest of the way, but if he doesn't go, then you're kind of in some trouble. I do like Purdy's matchup against Seattle a Thursday night, short week. We'll see. I, I think you, I'll, I'm good with that call. And if you can't get him, I think someone you can also look at uh, would be Mike White. He is questionable for rib injury, but we talked about how they're playing the Detroit Lions. It's a team you want to go up against. So if you do need someone for this coming week and all the higher end guys are still out there, you get the guy who's playing the Lions, who's in an offense that's starting to throw the football a lot more. So I do like Mike White as well as a, a streaming candidate. Yeah, for sure. So that's going to move to the quarterbacks. We'll go on to the defenses where there's a little bit more names that are highlighted. There's some matchups that you want to uh, face off against of highly non-rostered teams. So if you're looking for defense, I know we've mentioned a couple 
on last week's show as a hey heads up go for these guys if you're going to the playoffs but if you weren't listening last week or if you uh if you need somebody for this week wh- where are you looking at for um for defensive streamers yeah so i got a couple um the first one i am looking at is going to be the vikings i'll say the vikings they kind of stink at real football defense but when it comes to fantasy they're actually not that bad about middle of the pack but they have some good matchups coming up they're playing the colts who actually give up the second most points to defenses. Uh, I mean, Matt Ryan just looks like, I, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> he looks like all the other out there. It's sad to see. <laughs> and then after that, they're playing uh, the Giants, who Danny Dimes, granted, isn't as turnover happy as he was maybe a year ago, but still that that's an offense where they're kind of taking a nosedive. And then week 17, they're going to be facing off against the Green Bay Packers. I don't know who's going to be the quarterback at that time, but, you know, it's potential that the Vikings have three straight pretty solid matchups so if you're someone that's been streaming all season and you're kind of looking for cuffing season now i kind of like the vikings yeah i I do like those calls and i think that that's a a schedule a favorable schedule especially i like what you said about the packers where maybe you don't see aaron Rodgers at this point at that point late in season so monitor that moving forward i'll say the carolina panthers if you need someone for this week they're playing my steelers kenny pickett's (laughs) currently in concussion protocol and I yeah. didn't know how if the offense could look worse. It's starting to look better, but you know, the rookie quarterback, I didn't know if it could really work look worse. Then I watched Mitch Trubisky play, and I remember oh. it still can get worse. He had three interceptions this past week. Did not look good. It, it was a tough no. loss, but uh, yes, the Panthers aren't exactly a great defense. But anyone going against Mitch Trubisky, they just put up. They've had four straight weeks now of double digit fantasy points. They've had four interceptions the last four weeks. Uh, doing mental math in my head right now 14 sacks they've had a couple for, forced fumbles so you play seattle next or pittsburgh this week then detroit in week 16 it's a offense looking better in detroit but still jared goff and you know i don't know if he's going to get himself fully back on track so if you need someone for the next couple weeks i think carolina has some some excitement and i'll do my usual reminder green bay is playing the rams yeah, Baker had that amazing, uh, great little comeback win against Vegas, but it's still Baker Mayfield, so Green Bay is a great streamer <laughs> as well. And then just a reminder for quarterbacks, Arizona plays the Broncos, where Denver, or where uh, Russell Wilson's dealing with a potential injury, and Cleveland's playing Baltimore, where Huntley and Lamar are both dealing with injuries. So if those guys are without their quarterbacks, Arizona and Cleveland will jump right off that board as well. Yes, and I have uh, one last one for defenses. There's another one I'm actually pretty high on is the Broncos. So you mentioned Russell Wilson, and I mean, we kind of know the Broncos have been kind of like a meme of how bad they've been. But the defense is a great defense, and it's a pretty good fantasy defense as well. I think they're about 12 on the year. Uh, Mm -hmm. But let's just take a look at their upcoming matchup. So Arizona Cardinals, which we have to wait and see what's going on with Kyler. After that, they're playing the Rams. We always talked about it's like, yeah, Baker was fun last week, but come on. And then week 17, they're playing the Chiefs which sounds scary, and, and it is, but they just played the Chiefs this past week, and they still scored seven points, which is higher than average. I mean, I'm looking. It looks like they finished top 10 in uh, defenses this week. Again, playing the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. So Denver Broncos is one where I feel pretty comfortable starting all three of these games going forward. Yeah, I think that's a really good call. And even who knows if by the time we get to that Kansas City matchup, I don't think we'd be at the point where we're going to bench everybody, but... You know, they may have a big enough lead where it's like, okay, we can be a little bit more safe. We don't have to go for that high-powered offense. We can play Mahomes a little 
not as great as a uh, normal Patrick Mahomes. So I think those next two matchups, and even Kansas City, you might have some something that up there. So I do really like that call. Like you said, Denver's defense has actually been one of the few saving points of a uh, already poor uh, Denver Broncos team. But <laughs> Very poor. Yeah. So that's going to actually do it for this week's episode of the Wave Wire podcast. Before we go, it's the playoff time, so I just want to check in with you. Do you have any sort of last-minute playoff advice, anything you want to add in terms of waiver prioritizing or just general uh, tips moving forward? Ooh, uh, I'll say great call on remem- on reminding the folks uh, that there's Saturday games this week because that also reminded me there's Saturday games this week. Uh, but I'll also say, like, now more than ever, don't be afraid to just drop guys you may have been holding on to for so long. Like, I think now is the time where I will drop someone. Like, uh, for instance, I'm dropping Alan Lazard right now for Alexander Madison just because, like, I know – Alex uh, Lazard is not going to be in my lineup at any point. I just have better options for wide receivers and flex. Uh, but if Alexander Madison, if Dalvin Cook gets hurt, now all of a sudden I have a top running back. So don't be afraid to just like those fill in on the fence guys you've had all season. I think now's a great time to drop them for more, you know, gambles that are like, yeah, this guy could be a dud or this guy could win my championship right here and then. I think that's a great thing. Advice is actually such great advice that I dropped my microphone from it. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I think you definitely want to look at that moving forward. We'll continue with the same advice of get your handcuffs. And if you're in a two week playoff, but check how you did it after the first week. I know you have to plan for this, but if you get to the point where you're a weekend, you have a big enough lead, you can start doing some sort of planning for the weeks ahead. So obviously it's win now. There's nothing. There's no next week for some people. For a lot of people, it's you win or you're done. But if you have that luxury, if you're on a buy this week, start pl- making your waiver wise in terms of uh, planning for the long stretch. This playoffs are almost a second set of season, so you want to take these next three weeks if uh, anything. And I think what you said, if you know you're not going to be playing someone, there's no point in holding on to him. If he's just a you know a, a high upside candidate and you need someone to win right now, make the move. You don't have many more. <laughs> you don't have time to waste. So let's do this. Let's bring home some QB list fantasy football titles. So. Uh, Yep. Let's do it. I mean, and then when you win, you can share it in the Discord. You can give that yes. shout out. You can post it on Twitter. Give us a hashtag. Tag us in it. Tag Callan and myself uh, and say, wow, you know, you guys were right. I should have picked up Zay Jones and then not started him that one week. And then Mario yeah. forgets about it. But <laughs> Yeah. And I'm surprised you haven't gotten more of the, uh, hey, I shouldn't have uh, kept Kyle Pitts all this time tweets. Oh, so I was, wait- <laughs> I was waiting for those to, to come your way. But if I've learned anything from from this year if you is hopefully i'm in a league with you next year so i know for sure you will not have kyle pitts and anywhere so never but, <laughs> but like we said best of luck this coming week in terms of your first round of your playoffs reminders to find us on twitter like you said tag us come at us with any sort of questions we're here we're at the we're at the same point of view we're all th- stressing over our lineups we're all in the same position so we're happy to answer any questions you may have you can find me on twitter at callan underscore elsliger you can find mario at mario odamo you can find the show on twitter at vqb list where you'll see aj will have by the time you're listening to this article his weekly waiver wire article up in terms of uh trying to figure out who's uh who you try to add so you can Listen to us while you read him, and so one of us will make sense in your brain. So hopefully it's uh, hopefully it steers you in the right direction. But like I said, 
Come on to the Discord. Come on Twitter. Wherever you need, we're here for you. So let's go get some of those titles. So that's going to do it for this week's episode of the podcast. Best of luck this week, and we'll talk to you next week.